And now, PureFandom.com presents another episode of Brad and Court Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast, Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. It's officially spooky season, and for the next 30 minutes, consider us your guides into the underworld. Spooky. <laughs> well, um. before we get into this, just want to remind everybody, check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Okay, well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jindev. He's barely ever on Twitter. Right. But you can find him on Instagram. He is Ramblin' Brad. Um, you also can find Pure Fandom on all the major uh, platforms. Definitely. Yeah, you can find me on, on Instagram. I'm over there. I'm posting stuff and things and workouts and <laughs> wood stuff I'm making. And yeah. Did you upload any of your stuff to Etsy? I have not. No, I have not done that yet. Uh, eventually, I will do that. Um, but I haven't been making a whole lot that I'm selling on Etsy. I mean, to sell, I've been selling locally. So hey, if anybody out there needs some wood stuff, just hook me up. I, I may be able to make you something. I'm crafting interesting things. He really does craft some really interesting things. Um, I'm about to put out my um, Halloween pumpkin-y things. I had to get new lights for them. They, they held up very well during the winter break. Yes. Great work. They, they last for a long they time. They do. But you know what I'm not making? I am what? not making any puzzle boxes. Oh, please don't. No. Don't do that. Because nothing good ever comes out of a puzzle box. No. Like, why would you even touch it? Don't even think about it. Like, <laughs> I wanted to remember some of the different designs, but I'm afraid to go look them up. <sighs> so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. In case you're wondering what we're going to talk about today, we are talking about the new Hellraiser movie that just came out on Hulu. Yeah, we were very hyped. Um, Brad's been talking about it since we first got word that it was coming out. And then, of course, we heard that it was going to be Jamie Clayton in the place of Penhead. And um, there was some controversy because she's a lady, but she kicked all kinds of ass. Like, Penhead can be whatever. Oh, there was so much controversy about that whole thing. It's like, oh, my God, no, Pinhead's a guy. And even Doug Bradley said at one point in time, he was like, I wore a dress, man. What do you want? <laughs> like, which is very true. And, you know, it's more in line with the Clive Barker version of how the priest is supposed to look. And I, that's kind of what I love about this movie, though, was we got away from the whole BDSM thing going on where every Cenobite was wearing clad in leather and going to town, which I understand that look back then. I mean, cause mm -hmm. the prosthetics, it was probably would have been a whole lot harder to do a full body prosthetic like they do now. Mm -hmm. But it just, I, I liked it better because it made more sense. Like, why would they be wearing clothes anyhow? Because it's all, everything is flesh. Yeah, um, and also for the whole BDSM thing, uh, that was that was the whole theme of the, like the first movie. Like that was that was what Frank was into. Like mm -hmm. he was looking into the deepest, darkest pleasures he could find, and so that that made sense. And now we're not so much leather people. Well, then it just skin people. Yeah, but <laughs> but it, as it carried on throughout the billions of episode movies, dude, I saw the first two. I may have seen a couple of the other ones, like in the middle of the night when it was on cable. But you cannot ask me any questions about them because I do not remember. There are yeah, I don't. There are a bunch, so many Hellraiser movies that just I feel that I actually missed like one. I was looking at this at the. Um, 
layout of the history of all the Hellraiser movies. And I'm like, did I see that? And <laughs> honestly, the funnier part about this, well, I don't know if it's funny or bad. It's like, because some of them got really stupid, right? When they were just, especially the one where they were just trying to keep the rights on. And it was like mm-hmm. a detective show and they had some Cinebites in there. It was like, then they had to, the other person who filled in for Doug Bradley because Doug Bradley didn't want to touch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, did I see this movie? And I literally started watching it again and got 30 minutes into it before I realized I had seen this movie. Yeah. And it stayed with me that much. Yeah. Um, I remember one, like one of the ones I saw in the middle of the night, it was some kind of nightclub and like the box was like this pillar and there were heads or something on it. That was three. That was three? Yeah, that would have been hell on earth. Okay. So I did see that one with CDs. Yes, the guy okay, who, yeah, the one. DJ yeah. who turned into a Cenobite for, with CDs <gasps> kicking out of his head. Goodness. I saw that one. I think the detective one you're talking about, when we said that we were going to do this, I had joked, oh, I'm going to go back and watch all of, all, the, all of them. We can rate them, you know, worst to worst. And you're like, well, Courtney, don't do that. I went on TV, and there's one, I think the detective one you're talking about. It's, I made it five minutes before I switched it off. It's, I can't do this. Hellraiser Rev- Revelations. Yes, I said I can't do this. No, thank you. Yeah, that was I'll just, just watch the first one, the second one, and the new one. Yeah, that one was just kind of, mm, yeah. Yeah. Hell World was right below that. Uh, there's, I don't know, there's been a whole bunch of them, so. Uh-huh. I like the fact that we, we're going to go ahead and take this movie, and we're going to kind of revamp everything. You can't use Doug Bradley forever. The man's already like 75 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... So by bringing Jamie in to be the priest and changing the look, I really liked it. I think they could have stayed, we could have gotten more on the Cenobites. Yeah. For the movie, though I know it was very a plot-driven movie, but it, I would have liked to have more of that world. But I was also okay with not having as much. Does that make sense? No, it does. It makes sense. Because um, I feel like even though we didn't get as much with the Cenobites, I feel like the the amount that they were in it was effective. Um, and they did a good job of building the mythology. Because, like, with the first two movies, I'm going to talk a little bit about the first two movies, um, like, that was more so about the plot. And, of course, Frank opening that damn box and mm-hmm. then him getting recaptured. But, um, like, this, like, took us more so into the mythos and the different configurations. Like, I couldn't remember in the second one, because you were telling me the second one, I can't remember her name. Um, blonde girl. Tiffany. Like she Tiffany. Um, like she did change the configuration of the box. And like I really enjoyed about the new movie, we got to see all these different configurations and each of them had some different type of meaning. So that um, like we'll give a little um, a little uh, was it overview of mm-hmm. like what this one was about in a second. Um, but like I like the different configurations so that when Roland was talking about his prize in the end, like there really was some kind of prize to be had. Granted, it would have been twisted no matter which one you chose, but like they all had this specific meaning and like I, I, I like that. Um, so that, like that was cool. And like the brief time that we did get with the other Cenobites, um, like that was interesting and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind this being a show actually. Like I wouldn't mind either this being a show following this. Cenobites, mm-hmm. or as getting another movie with these specific Cenobites. But I think that's um, always been a thing about follow Riley. Right, but that's always been a thing about Hellraiser. You've always been interested in like other Cenobites that you never hear anything about. Well, yeah. in my case, I always like I want to know more about you know 
some of these other ones, but they're not the priests, so there's not a. It's, it's, you're not going to have a. Uh, uh, I th- if you had a Hellraiser spinoff that followed, you know, Chatterer around, I think it may not be as yeah. fun. <laughs> It'd be nice to know. That's what I liked about. Uh, was that which is the one that showed what they originally looked like? Was that three? Or I four? think that's. I thought it was the second one. Was I told you I'd be able to remember three. I remember the CDs and the pillar. Oh yeah, it was the second one. That's right because they ended up t- coming back to take over the doctor because the, yeah. the doctor made the Cenobites change. It was like, and that was neat seeing how in that one Pinhead was actually a, a a real person and how all the Cenobites were real people. Like that one was a kid and you know a couple other things. That was it was it was nice for that, but I mean, I still this one I I feel. I will put it in my second or third spot of Hellraiser movies. Oh, absolutely. Um, this yeah. was easily maybe third. I still enjoyed those first two movies. And, like, you know how sometimes we'll go back and watch things that we loathed mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago and it doesn't hold up? Like, th- those movies do hold up. Right. It's gruesome enough. The story's good. I enjoy the characters. Um, can't say that. Actually, we could never say that about the sequels after part two. So it was told up for what they were. I don't know of anything after part two. I can't. It, nothing really sticks in my mind well enough for exactly. me to go. Uh, other than the fact it was that oh, there was a, the Cenobite had the CDs in his head for whatever reason, and then they went exactly. to space and they made a big giant space box and everybody goes to space. Yeah, that was yeah that was actually when yeah I think Jason went to space at that point in time too. And, yeah. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, the Leprechaun went to space also. He did. He did. So everybody was please going to space. Please do not take Freddy to space. Keep no. Freddy Krueger out of space, please. <sighs> yeah. So we had all that happening. Yeah, after after we get that pass here, I don't none of the other Hellraisers really stuck with me about anything. No, I totally agree. So let me give them the, a quick plot, and we can okay. talk about the movie. Um, so of course, Hellraiser twenty twenty two, a young woman must confront the sadistic supernatural forces behind an enigmatic puzzle box responsible for her brother's disappearance. And of course, we got this um, from Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. And it was it was based on Hellbound Heart, but of course the original movie was based on Hellbound Heart. Like that movie was almost called Hellbound, Hellbound Heart, but um, they said that they don't want people to think it was about a romance. If it was a romance, it was a twisted romance. Yeah, yeah, just slightly, just slightly. So um, in this movie, we got Riley, um, her brother Matt, very briefly, um, her boyfriend Trevor. Uh, we'll talk about that slime ball. Um, no, well, spoiler, yeah. Um, and also Roland. Um, the movie also, uh, actually it opens up at Roland's house. He's having a very Frank esque kind of party at his mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of sexy times. A lot of what you would you would expect from a Hellraiser movie. Um, but he has like this puzzle box, and um, I guess he tricks a sex worker into um, maneuvering the puzzle for him. So he, he knew not to touch the puzzle box. He stayed very far away from it. Right. And he did that a couple of times. Like he was feeding the box, basically. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it has to... I like that part with having how it bit the person who was handling it or whatever, gave mm-hmm. their blood, and then set it in their hands then. Yes. And that's what called the... Cenobites to come up. And even in the first one, like when the sex worker got hit on it, we didn't see anything other than chains. Mm-hmm. And that was it. 
we did, but we knew what was happening because you know we've been there before. Yeah, I'm very curious to know because I, I love watching the YouTube videos with people watching things for the first time ever. I'm very curious to see the reactions from folks watching this, never having seen the original movies. Mm-hmm. Like, when the Cenobites show up, and they're like, "Oh my God, what is that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Cenobites, you already kind of mentioned already, um, but you said it, it was the priests. Mm-hmm. And who else did we have in there? We had the Chatterer, we had the Weeper, Asphyx, Gasp, and Mask. Mm-hmm. Mask was the interesting one that I really wish I could have had a little bit more time on with. Mm-hmm. Because did you? that was just the face. Yeah. There was like no head behind it. It was just the face that was there. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Can I have a better shot? Nope, didn't get a better shot. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I did, my only, I I wouldn't even say this is a big complaint. It's probably just me. I did have to turn on the closed caption when the Cenobites were talking because Mm -hmm. I really, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I was hearing. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that that was because of the voice overlays for it. You had, you know, not necessarily overlays, but the, the, um, what is it called? It was like when Jamie was talking as the priest. You had a very you had a masculine and a feminine voice that was combined into one, mm-hmm. and just the way it uh, resonated and sounded really good on surround sound <laughs> was nice. But I kind of had an issue listening to it, and it could have very well just been our audio setup because we have that issue every once in a while. I'm like, I can't understand what people are saying. <laughs> Close caption, turn this on. But I think they they sounded really good, and that was nice. And I and I like even how when I think it was the Weeper was talking. Still basically had that same voice style going on versus uh, like in the original Hellraisers, like when uh, Pinhead was talking, very male sounding, and then had the other Cenobite, the female Cenobite on there. It was very female sounding. I forgot what her name was. But this one, they were both, everything is... You know, the lines are blurred a little bit. You kind of know, but you kind of don't know who yeah. is who and what is what. So, yeah, that was that was my takeaway on those. I, I love the way the Cenobites look in this movie. I can, just can't get oh, over yeah. that. That was just one of the things I just so loved on it. And, yeah, that's it. Yeah, like there was something grotesque about their look, but it, but beautiful, too. Right. Um, when But when Roland gets changed in the end, like I can't think that's beautiful because... It was very gross. And again, it was very true to Hellraiser. Um, but I think, was it Gasp or Chatterer? Mm-hmm. She had like the pearls and um, like the lawyer. Um, like, she, she, like she was like, please, she was begging. And um, they were like, you're going to continue to beg. Like that gave them joy. Right. <sighs> I love this movie. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing is like everything that they offer mm-hmm. comes with pain. It's not, you know, yes. it's where. He, uh, Roland, originally wanted to have the pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't get the pleasure that he wanted. He got the pleasure of pain and having his nerves pulled to a point where they never, he never grew numb about it. It was always happening and always that pain of pleasure that happened. So, right. So he got the, the gift of unending sensation. Like he thought it would be pleasure, um, but they knew it would, well, their pleasure is pain. Right. <laughs> and then, I, see, this is where 
this is where I was kind of at the end of it when Roland was transformed into a Cenobite. Mm-hmm. Um, cause the priest kind of said how he wasn't worthy as first presumed. And then he, cause he complained about the physical, uh, physical anguish of what he was going through that the other Cenobites would be like, Oh, this is awesome. So he gets turned into a Cenobite, which I can't, I'm, I'm, I was kind of lost on that. So he's either he's getting turned into a Cenobite to, and he's either going to accept into it and start enjoying it, or he's just going to have eternal punishment. Exactly. So either um, way, and, they're yeah. good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- that was supposed to be the whole point of it. Um. Either um, like he would grow to enjoy the the pleasure in his pain, mm-hmm. or they would just be able to torture him for eternity. So either way, they're happy. Right, and I did like how Riley, you know, decides that choosing the Lazarus, a Lazarus uh, configuration for resurrection, probably wouldn't be a good idea to bring back Matt. Yeah, because even, you, what happens when we bring the dead back? Exactly. What did we learn from Pet Cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> they don't come back right. No. So yeah, she she goes you know goes with the life, uh, the laminate configuration, which Pinhead was like, or the priest is like, well, okay, didn't see that coming, but hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. So either way, they still win again because she's going to suffer like throughout the rest of her life because she lost her brother. Right. It kind of sucked though because like she didn't even feed him into the box. Like when when this first all started up and she was um on she was in the playground and she had opened the box. Um, and then the the hooks went out of her, and like he was dreaming. I was mm-hmm. like, "What? What's going on? Is she just going to be dreamwalking and get victims that way by mistake?" Um, but no, he actually went and found her, and like he touched the box. Right. She didn't offer it up to him. He touched the box. I'm looking for her. Mm-hmm. So like that one, I, I felt so bad about. Yep. I mean, Nora's too, but Nora. I'm not going to blame Nora for dying, but Nora went into the house. And she was touching all kind of buttons in some stranger's house. And, like, what, what are you doing? Like, you left the group, and now you're touching things. I, as soon as the door opened, when she was hitting the button, I was like, nope, don't do it. Nope. You don't enter the weird door in the middle. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, you're dead. Dude, you don't watch any movies. So, yeah, this is a key fact. If you are out there investigating an abandoned house, and you click a button, and a door opens in the wall... You probably shouldn't walk back there by yourself. I'm just saying. I agree with that. It never works out. Ever. Watch The Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Or any other movie like that. People people under the stairs. You know, there's a whole bunch of reasons not to go into the walls. There are rules. There's a whole screen movie or movies to tell you about these rules. Right. As our movie lovers, we know the rules and we follow them. Or we try. (laughs) Yeah, we try to. Um... I do want to, I have this one thing here from um, this uh, author. His name's Clyde Barker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wrote this, The Hellbound Heart, you know? That sounds familiar. So all these people that were having issues with the whole pinhead not being Doug Bradley anymore and Jamie playing the priest and all this stuff, uh, here he weighed in on this himself after seeing this movie. And he said, uh, "Jamie looks like the Queen of Hell. She is not Doug. Bra- She's not a Doug Bradley stand-in. What she is is a whole new beast. I see something wonderful. 
demons at some, angels at other. And it was, there's some spots there. It's like when there was just a couple areas where she said stuff that I went, yep, that's perfectly. Yeah. It just, it just, the way, um, the delivery that Jamie gave in some of the areas was just great. Yeah, like I love the changes that they made with this. Uh, that they first they hired Jamie, and with her look and like her voice and everything, like like you said, she's not a stand-in, which is good because for someone like me who love the original, I don't need something that harkens back to what the original was um, to try to replace um, Doug Bradley's pinhead because like there is no replacing him. Like she is not a replacement; she is a new version of the priest. And I, I was able to enjoy it and put my love for the other Hellraiser aside mm-hmm. and not compare. I try to. I always try to do that um, when they have reboots or remakes or sequels, like like what this was. Um, like, yeah, we're going to honor what came before. And I'm not going to compare because if I try to compare, that sometimes hurts my viewing of what I'm watching now. And none of that happened. Like, I was able to really enjoy this this new version right. very much. And like I said, I I, w- I would enjoy more. Granted. Please do not water it down um, like with those other sequels we got. If you give me more, um, do it in the same way you did this. Just right. don't make it 50 movies. I don't need 50 movies. You yeah. need to give me a short season about the different Cenobites or a new movie in a couple of years. Yeah, it's, yeah, we don't need yeah a lot. So we brought up the doc that we use for podcasting, and I we haven't talked for a while, so I just pulled up a random one so I can get our intro stuff. And it was actually from 2017 when we talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> which was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And since then, mm-hmm. we have had the reboot one or whatever of, I don't know, the, the one that came out. Uh, the beginning. Yeah. the be- Like 2002. No, no. The one that came out in Netflix like recently, like last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had that was that that was this year. I thought. Was it this was year? I don't. Was it this yeah. year? Last year? Whatever. The one that recently came out. And yeah, um, yeah. That's where I swear it's like you kind of like reinvent stuff. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't the Texas Chainsaw Massacre th- uh, series as a whole. I love the original one. I think it's a brilliant movie. And then second one's pretty campy. And then things get really weird, and they keep trying to bring it back, but it's not ever quite the same. Mm-mm. And I think we, we do this with a lot of movies, too. Oh, God, Jason, for just that fact. Um, Michael, uh, the Halloween series has gone through so many different changes of people revamping and redoing stuff. I'm good, so I'm not so good. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. The Rob Zombie one. Um mm. I weird thing, it, brutal but totally bizarrely weird, and the stuff happening that made no sense whatsoever. But with this Hellraiser movie, I liked the direction that they went, and it wasn't like we're revamping the same exact character. We're yeah. making this character something different, but the same. And you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. is you can definitely see there was a different feel to the world that wasn't there before. And I, I did, I like that part of it. I mean, I definitely, I stick it in my, it's two or three. I, I'll probably still stick it as number three, Hellraiser one, Hellraiser two, and this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at with that. And actually on Hellraiser two, the box did go up. I actually pulled up on the Wikipedia page. 
and they actually have a uh, gif of this for the on the Hellraiser fandom page of the box changing into that spherical shape at the end of the, the, the spear thing, mm-hmm. the dagger. And in the movie, it basically, I think, almost hits every uh, configuration that w- was in this movie. Comes, oh, comes okay. really, it comes really close to hitting everyone except for the, the one of the ones. But yeah, but it definitely does transfer over. And I like that whole part. Oh, for sure. So that's where I'm at with this one. I I did do a search. (laughs) And I found actual puzzle boxes online. I will not be ordering any of them. Oh, yours. I I love that people made them. Like, I saw some on Etsy, too. Oh, yeah. I've seen them before. Years back, I was at a uh, a horror con, and some guy had a whole bunch of them that he was selling. And they looked amazing. And I actually thought, wondering if I could run run it on the CNC and build my own. But... I haven't done that yet. I mean, they look really beautiful. Brad, if you make one, please do not send it to me. I will send it to you. <laughs> I said do not. <laughs> Yo, you want one? Okay. Brad, well, remember in like Hellraiser... Ouija board. I don't want either of those. Remember in Hellraiser 2, uh, Dr. Shenard uh, there, he had a bunch of boxes. Yes. He had multiple, so there is more than one. And I think that's what's... The interesting thing about this movie is since... Um, since Riley chose life, the box was just left in the house. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility, you know, where can, it, somebody else can find it at some point in time, but it doesn't oh, have definitely. to. They didn't. It, it will. Right. It, it, it has to go on. But they didn't actually build this movie straight into a like, oh, there's going to be a sequel. This is true. It left off where it was, but like this, the world that that underworld that darkness exists. Yep. They are angels and demons, like, and like we, you said before, like this is just another box among a, a set of many others around the world. Mm-hmm. So we could wake up anywhere, hopefully not in a nightclub or traveling to the future, or in right. space. Yes, keep those away, far away. Yep, far, far, far away. No space yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you got anything else on this? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, like, this was another win for Hulu. Like, they had this. They had Prey, uh, the Predator sequel mm-hmm. or prequel <laughs> a couple months ago. So they're doing very well. I, I trust them with whatever they do next. Yes, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. They, they make it really good. They've been really nice with this stuff. I love it. Uh, keep it up. Just let's not go into Amityville Horror area. That would be bad. Oh, If you go into Amityville Horror, uh, stick to like the basics, like don't don't go on to uh, Friday the Thirteenth series. We, we've I mean, already, I, I've loved I love that show. We've already had like twenty five Amityville horror movies. We don't need any more. Exactly, unless you're gonna go back to the actual source. They've done that like at least ten times. I know. <laughs> and I like the one with Ryan Reynolds. That right. one was not horrible to me. Uh, no, I I, I would but agree with you on that. Other offshoots, the TV movie versions keep them yep okay well i think that we're gonna wrap it up right there uh we're gonna do another halloween cast right mm-hmm. talk about some other movies that we like that you may need to throw on your list to see this spooky season so that's gonna ke- take care of this one uh be sure to head on over to purefandom.com check out some of the other killer stuff there uh we got some older podcasts if you want to listen to them we did a you know van helsing great tv series that we did Mm-hmm. And some other shows. Just go back and check our back catalog. We got a lot out there. 
Yeah, right. and Surreal Estate with Tim Rosen. Um, that is actually coming back next, I think next spring, spring right. 2023. Mm-hmm. So you can go back and rewatch the show if you need a refresher and um, listen to our podcast. Yep, and we'll talk about that one because, you know, we like him, so. Yeah. I know, I know we haven't done a lot this year, but hey, we've been busy and, well, it's, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. And of course, over there doing another podcasting thing, so I'm good with that. Yeah, and like you're always welcome to come. Yep, and sci-fi <laughs> hasn't given us anything, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is the other thing is like since I canceled cable, I haven't paid too much attention to what's on some of these channels. So. I really don't either. <laughs> I like it because um, it either pops up on Peacock or it's on my DVR. Otherwise, you know, we'll see. Yep. What's a DVR? <laughs> it, it's whatever YouTube it's not actual DVR it's YouTube just records the stuff that I tell it to record and it holds it for me for a year it pops up on my VHS yes <laughs> <laughs> alright then um, yeah got any other thoughts so let us know and until next time oh man until next time we promise not to tear your soul apart That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.